You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Gossip Girl. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Gossip Girl news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Gossip Girl. Hello, 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 Gossip Girl fans. Um, sorry, okay. Sarah and Roxy are having a love-hate war over here. Thank you very much. Okay, that was Jessica King. I am Roxy. This is Sarah Stratton. And Sarah and I are having a love-hate war. That is correct about the... I don't know where it's stemming really from. Know. I don't really... This tension. There's a lot of tension just... in the room. Uh, all right, well, well, we'll stop it there and just introduce our lovely DJ Jesse Janity in the booth. XOXO. Who only... What up? You got to see the last 10 minutes with us? I was us? so upset. And he was gasping. Gasping, because <gasps> big, so big fan. We're all big fans here. Um, I'm really into this episode. What are we thinking? Um, I thought... I had heard that people didn't like it. So I was going in thinking it was going to be horrible. But a lot of things I really liked. I really was a fan of all the Rhodes women, like, being together and looking fabulous. And They do look fabulous. Other than Serena, who first appearance in that weird dress, what was going the on? The unflattering dress, yeah, if you call the gold jumpsuity mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, no, the dress in the beginning. No, no, no the oh, dress no, with the one. like the oh, it was like weirdly cut the on the really her. short, long sleeve, yeah. tight with tight ensemble. It was she's very skinny and it made her look chubby. And yeah, I didn't know that was possible. I was, yeah, kind of bizarre. Um. Okay, so talking about the episode, we have so much to talk about tonight. Oh, my God. Uh, let's talk a little bit about family affairs, starting with Tripp and Nate and the grandfather and this whole situation. Um, mixing business in the family, always a tricky situation. It happens a lot on the show. So Nate and Tripp have a history, and they don't particularly like each other, but they are cousins. That's right. They're cousins. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tripp's wife, Maureen, we find out, has made up an affair. We don't know why she did it, though. But made up an affair, and they leaked it. They leaked it on purpose, and um, the spectator found out, and Nate was going to print the story, but he went to tell Tripp first that his wife was cheating on him, and in that conversation, which Tripp was, like, way too okay with it, Nate realized something started putting was going the pieces on. together. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. What's going on there? What's going on? Well, they, like, the whole thing, like, they haven't been able to separate business from anything since this whole spectator started. Yeah. Like, it's always been playing with family and mm-hmm. love and tension. Like, it's never They're just They're always been, being in their personal life. Mm-hmm, it's it. never just been a business. So I think it was good for them to, like, kind of address that issue. Okay. And, like, show where they stood. And I like kind of the direction they're taking it and the fact that he was willing. I like that Nate was willing to expose the affair when he thought it was an actual affair. Right. I think that by bringing Trip back into the picture, because we haven't heard about him in a long time. That's true. 
And every time he is in the picture, there is drama. So if you remember, he had his little affair thing with Serena, which they mentioned on the episode. And then they also mentioned the first lie that Maureen made up when they made it seem like they staged that drowning right. when he was running for office and they wanted him to look like an, a hero. So I think this is just going to stir the pot a little bit, bring out maybe some drama for Nate, because we haven't really seen a whole lot on his front other yeah. than like the Diana love affair thing. But we haven't seen anything, like, super juicy on his part. So I'm kind of excited for what this might mean. And I think that this storyline of creating this false affair is just the beginning. Do we think, though, that they created this affair just to further him in the election? Or do we think they were trying to cover something else? There was this whole weird August situation. Something happened. He was living somewhere in August. And I couldn't tell if maybe it was almost kind of an alibi for something else of where well, they that were. that was what made Nate realize that it was fake. So, uh, he had Because the stories weren't matching up. Yeah. Um, like, they, the fair was supposedly with, like, a sailing instructor. It happened during this time, and it turns out that they that weren't just even wasn't it. what actually, right. like, was So we do on. think that they created the fair for the sole purpose of getting ahead in the elections. I think Nate's theory seemed pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it so straightforwardly that I don't think it would be something else. It was kind of just like... This is what's going on. Yeah. Uh, what do we think about the grandpa's reaction? Maybe Trip was in on it, though. Oh, definitely Trip was in on it. Yeah. I was really surprised by the grandfather's reaction because I don't really know what to think of him yet. Because when he first made his appearance, it was with Elizabeth Hurley... And I thought he was, like, really manipulative and controlling and conniving. And so when he did this whole thing about respecting Nate, I was really confused because it made him seem like a really good guy who, like, wanted to do the right thing and wants Nate to do the right thing. But I'm like, at the same time, you were conniving to get Nate this position in the first place. Why is he, why was he trying to help Nate out? Is he trying to help Nate out? What's going on there? He clearly wanted to get, wanted to reamp his um, image his grandpa's Im- uh, his grandson's I- image, and then he finds a way to make it so that Nate runs the company and kicks Elizabeth Hurley out. Uh, so, does he have another intention? Well, here? His, what's going on? His grandfather's always wanted him to follow a specific path and has always been upset when Nate has chosen to go otherwise. So I think by having Nate in this position, it gives him more control because at the end of the day, like he is in charge of this company. Right, but I'm kind of surprised that this is the way he wanted his grandson to go, through a gossip site. You know what I mean? It's not a political job. It's nothing, not the CEO of some money, finance, whatever. It just seems very untraditional. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like that's why it just adds to the confusion. Like exactly, he was manipulative. He put them. He put them in this like really gossipy. Like he wanted like wars going on in the magazine. Um, and now all of a sudden with Nate there, he's fine with it being truthful. Maybe it and will honest. take the political route with Trip. Maybe the maybe the grandpa was in on the Trip situation, and. Possibly. I don't know. I don't really know. That's very possible. I wouldn't be surprised if he was, like, plotting. Sketchy family. It's so weird because uh, when it comes to Nate, Serena, Blair, Chuck, and Dan, we always, they always go back to being the good guys. But then all their family members are awful. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like we always look at them, but it's so funny. It's like 
it's not possible that it's just that generation that ended up being right and everybody else Everyone was like else screw screwed up. up yeah it's like just because we love them so much but if you think about it they have all done just as bad crap as everybody else has but it's the way that the show uh paints them in a different light it's just kind of <laughs> funny uh but that was kind of all that we saw from nate this episode it wasn't really uh, he's like taking control he's like yeah really it should be interesting and- because he's taking he's taking it in a different direction than Diana did so mm-hmm. he emphasized wanting to do a more truthful column and I don't know if you guys noticed at the end of the episode when he released that little tidbit about the story right. um, the reporter was like it's so nice to work for someone who sticks to their words yeah. so I think it'll set up a lot of challenges down the line when other juicier, gossipier stories come about. His friends, his and, family. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Maybe he might find himself in like a Dan sort of situation where he has to, you know, either set his priorities for his friends or his job. Or his and, future. Exactly. And, yeah. And see how he how he handles it. I d- definitely agree. And just talking about Dan for a quick second, just because we, we, there wasn't much going on there in this episode about him, but wh- what do we think about the, the whole Twitter, I hate Dan Humphrey site and it does that work just because Katy perry retweets he's more of a well, i don't remember but something bad about him does that mean he's getting more publicity is this one of those any any I, any publicity, is negative publicity? publicity? yeah exactly you i think, think so? it's it's worth a shot i mean dan screwed it's it up bombing for himself anyway, yeah. when he missed his book tour and all that stuff so it's like pity party dan who cares like you screwed it up but I agree with his publici- publicist that the negative the negative publicity at least it's something and at least it's gonna get the pot. If you're mm-hmm. already going down in the rankings, you might as well do anything to stay afloat. Kind of like yeah. if it was doing amazing, I wouldn't think that they'd want to get exactly. negative publicity. But because they're not getting any negatives, better than none. Exactly. Supposedly. Okay, so let's move on to talk about this the whole big scandal of the episode. Uh, this Max, Charlie, Ivy, Serena, Rhodes family t- entire deal. Oh, I'm so mad. I wanted Charlie to go down. I thought this was the episode where she was going down. Okay, maybe I'm just a sucker. And I know last week I was like, no, you're right. I want to go on. I can't help but like her. No! I, I can't. Oh, my gosh. I can't no. help it, especially in this. I know, I know, I know that people shouldn't be excused because of their past. It's not How do you even know if that's true? That could be a lie, too. No, it's not. Everything she says is a lie. No, no, it's not. (laughs) Not to what she used to say to Max. Okay, but, okay, Jesse basically comes out. to make her redeemable. It comes out, basically, that, um, it comes out that her father died in front of her when she was eight years old. She has no family, and so even at the end, basically at the end of the episode, she's offered a lot of money, and she's like, no, I want the family, I don't want the money. So it kind of made me feel... Like, don't I mean, fall for it, Jesse. No. Well, no, because this is what I was going to ask you guys as I was watching it. I, and I don't know why I didn't just bring it up then, but I felt like the way that gossip, because you know, with Gossip Girl, they always like make you feel one way about a character, mm-hmm. and then they'll do something that kind of brings you through, saying like, "Oh, well, maybe." So I wanted to ask you guys: Was this like the episode where, because we've kind of been really iffy with Charlie or whatever we want to call her? Was this the episode that kind of made you feel like, okay, I kind of understand. Now, I'm, no. I'm going to say yes. this, Jesca. <laughs> and I, would say- I do believe, even though I didn't see the episode, I do believe that story. I do. Yeah, I don't think she's a bad person by the, everything she's done in the show. I don't think she's a bad person. I think she's someone, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the TV show Weeds. Yeah. Uh, but like Mary Nancy. Mary Louise Parker, yeah. Mary Louise Parker, Nancy Bartwin. She's not a bad person. She just 
tripped over the wrong stone and started going the wrong direction. And it's just aftermath after aftermath. And Totally. I definitely think that with this episode, that's what they were trying to do with Charlie. Um, not only was it the she rejected the money at the end, like this ridiculous sum that we have no idea what it actually is, but she also um, had the whole father thing that he was also like... A heroin addict or something. Yeah. Wait, she rejected what? She grew up in a trailer park, and she he was yeah. a heroin addict, and died in front of her when she was eight. And that she rejected the money at the end, and she was like, "I just want the family." Oh, and also, yeah, yeah. even to go so far as she was really um, nice to the grandmother, like protecting her secret and actually being concerned about her health. So, like even the little things they were like adding into the episode to show her as like a nice person. But after all is said and done, at the end of the episode, she's like, you can't mess with me. I'm a Rhodes now. So it just comes back full circle, back to her evil side, and back to her knowing that she can use that to manipulate everyone that comes in her way. Okay, wait, 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 though. I want to say something to what Jessica just said, though. I, I, yes, but at the same time, because it, go, it can go both ways with that. Uh, one, she was being attacked. But two, it's like, honey, you kind of do does it get, you know, give him an apology, you know, and she and technically at that point, I thought she was going to take the road of like, you know what, like, I know I lied to you about that, but I do care about you. And she could have almost went back to that life, but she didn't. So that's interesting to me. So now I'm, it, it does. You're right. It does bring you on that fence. Mm-hmm. However, I just think, again, she's been down this road so many times where she's had to duck and dodge. It's just a habit right now. But I understand that she wants a family, (laughs) you know? And I think that if she really, if if it were down to, like, she really just wanted a family and she told them all the truth, like, granted, they'd be upset, but they already love her so much and they already hate Carol so much that she could put it all on Carol and be like, can you guys still accept me? But instead, she's willing to lead a life of lies and make all of these people, like, make I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying, but I think it's really hard. When you come from nothing, when you have no family, you have no guidance, I'm not making excuses, I'm saying these are facts. If... If Bill Clinton, if George, if a president, if a famous actress, if a a movie star, a singer, whatever, asked a person who came from that life to come to dinner, you say, yes, of course. And then if they continue to ask you to dinner, you don't care what it takes, you're going to go. You know what I mean? Like, if they're going to continue to accept you into their lives, you're going to do whatever it takes to keep being accepted because this is the only people that are accepting you, not just an average family, but the most successful, wealthy, loving, Well, you could keep going to dinner, but you don't have to keep bringing other people down as you go to dinner. But I think think she's gone too far at this point. I don't think she could say, listen, I've been living off you guys, staying here, lying to you, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm telling you the truth. Is that okay? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they would accept any it. chance that they would, she would let them. They would keep her. I think there was a chance in the very beginning, a very long time ago. So I do agree with you that she's got herself into this mess. But at the same time, I understand why this is so appealing to her, why it's so tempting, and and why she can't just walk away. And she's always had someone blackmailing her. Yeah, from um, what's her name. The Carol. sister Carol, from Carol to, to Diana, Diana to Max, like it's just been one person after the next who's been like making her make all these decisions in the sp- like in the spot. Seconds. Yeah, it's not like and Serena who came out to L.A. and was like come and meet with me in my limo right now. She de- she's never had time to sit. So back then, and why think. would you want to lead that life where you always have to wor- wonder if someone's going to out- oust you or someone's going to blackmail on- you or if you got to scramble to like figure something out or pay someone off or something just. Because, you know, just right. because she's a Rhodes, 
quote unquote, doesn't mean that those people are going to stop coming into her life. And now Max is saying he's not leaving. Yeah. So this is just going to keep coming along. I know what you mean exactly, but just on the pure hope that she could keep living this life one more day because what the hell does she have to lose this entire life? But what does she have to go back to? It's like losing this whole life and going back to that is more miserable. Going back to what she was, where she was, is more miserable to her, I think. But I do agree with Jesse in the sense that she should have said to Max on the phone just now. I would have more respect for her if she if she picked up and been like, and she was like, uh, instead of saying, I'm a Rhodes now, you can't touch me. She had said, listen, I've effed you over 100%. We have no future. This can't possibly, nothing can possibly happen. I want you to live the happiest life you possibly can. I'm sorry I messed you up. I know this isn't forgivable, but this is what I'm doing. I hope you can respect that. I hope you can go back, and I hope we never see each other ever again. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been made me feel better and respect her more and think that she has grown and that she is an okay person as opposed to what she said, which is just so rude. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't like her. What, what do we think <laughs> about the whole Max Serena situation? I remember just thinking, like, I had pictured Max as such a nice guy. And I don't know when this switch happened. Yeah. Like, he just became, like, the biggest jerk. Asshole. Like, when he realized that... He had been lied to for two years to this girl that he was like to, in love with. I feel like but anyone turn would turn into, like, like an that. Evil person wait, wait, I would never. I'm gonna vote for you exactly with Jessica. <laughs> I mean, imagine but, like dating someone. You probably think you're like gonna get married or something. Like they were making plans to like move to Oregon and start a business and whatever, start their lives together. And everything from day one was a lie. No, but if that I would turn to into me, a. Wait, wait, if wait, that wait, happened wait, to me, it, no, there's no way I would say that sucks. I'm really hurt. I'm you never would talking say that this. though. But you're Roxy Schreier. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is I what I think, and I'm just going to go off, just looking off this. Matt, look at Max and look at uh, Charlie. The two of them are weak individuals in the sense of they have a rough path. They have a past of They're not struggling. knowing. So now they move together. They find within each other, uh, and it's almost that they become dependent on each other. For two years, mm-hmm. so I just for him to twist because I thought the same thing. I'm like, really, his character is just crazy all of a sudden. <laughs> but there has to be something behind that. And I think that what it is is that the same thing she's going through. The same fact that at the end she couldn't just say, you know what, I'm sorry. Like where Serena or any normal person would be like, you know what, I'm sorry, I put you through that. Like I have a lot going on in my life. Instead, she said, go ahead and try it. I'm this. And okay, well, imagine I understand how- like if he got so angry that he just wanted to. Out her, like that's one thing. Like saying, like this person lied to me for but so about long. The they money. don't. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Like it's ridiculous that he's blackmailing her for fifty thousand dollars. No, five hundred. Oh, five hundred. Yeah. She started dollars. the money, and thing. it's not even just her money. It's someone else's money who's not technically hers. Like it's for be- half. No, it's, it's beyond like, him being angry and wanting to expose her or ruin her life. It's. That, greedy yeah, and, and he, there's got to be something someone else's life on the fair side she started the money thing last week she was the one that initially was like if you leave I'll give you $50,000 no so, she said I love you so much I'll give you money to start your own diner is what she said on the basis right, but of then him as leaving she, town as she found out as he found out that she was really just saying that and wasn't even going to show up the next day Imagine how But then stupid, at yeah. the end when she did get the ring and she saw him, she gave him gave the him ring, but she didn't even have that money to give him. Imagine That's how true. stupid you would feel if you were being strung along for two years. Like, in the first 
I think, episode of the he season. Wasn't, that's not what it was, though. That's not what was happening. No, but he was being strung along before she moved to New York. When she said that she was going to move with him, and then when she got to New York and wanted to leave and called him and was like, okay, I'm going to come back and meet with you. Yeah, yeah. And then he's, like, on the search for her. Like, not, at that yeah. point, you're so in love that you're like, okay, like, whatever. And he's probably getting his hopes up every time. And then to come to New York to find her and find out that she left you for this new world i'm not denying that it's messed up it is messed up i would be if i were max i would be so pissed i would be so upset i'm not even pissed sad i love this girl and she doesn't exist anymore she just doesn't exist she's gone that sucks that's horrible i would never think huh how can I win from this situation? $500,000, do this or I'm going to ruin your life. It's like, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. And there had to, it couldn't just be that, that grew out of him because of the situation. There had to be something inside him before that's manipulative enough to think of that. And I would never seem like that. that person. Exactly. Which is the weird thing. It's just why it's so weird. That's why it was so um, jarring to me. I am 100% on the same page as you, but I also understand what you're saying. Clearly, he's going to be pissed. Clearly, he's going to be hurt. Clearly, she really screwed him over. But it could also be, you know, he didn't... I don't think he blackmailed the 500 until he found the playbill and realized it was all a scam. And, you know, a lot of times after a breakup, like, your immediate reaction after, like, the crying and the denial or whatever is that you want to get back at them. You want to get revenge, especially if they hurt you that badly. So he could be thinking, like, well, I guess two could play this game, you know? I mean, I think that's normal for how a lot of people kind of go. I mean, granted, like... We're not living in a world where $500,000 is easily accessible, (laughs) but when he knows what, he knows how to push her buttons, and he knows how to get his way with her, and he knows that saying, like, demanding $500,000 is probably a way to make him stay longer, which is what he wants. He wants to be part of that world now, too, so. I I just am struggling with the situation. (laughs) It's like, is anyone in the right is, is there anyone who's in the I right, mean, no, right now? I know, because how they got there is through manipulation, so it's just like this endless cycle. The only people in the right in this situation, which is weird, is Serena and her family, who are normally all the people in the wrong. crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, not besides Carol, but, like, are the people taking care of Charlie? They're the people who are surely getting hurt. And if he had taken the $500,000, it would really be hurting that family. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, they would be the victims here. They're the ones being lied to. They're the ones that are giving totally. all of this stuff. Everyone else has done wrong and has been wronged, but the real people who haven't done anything wrong in this situation are, are Cece and Lily. Mm-hmm. So, And Charlie's lucky that Carol's even, like, still batting for her. No because way! Because she came, she came back to New York without... Like, her and Carol were done with. Like, yeah, but that you know how badly she could with. screw Carol's life up? Yeah, no, I totally understand that. But I'm saying, like, I Carol's just not doing it out of the goodness of her heart. That'd I know, be different. I know, I know. But I, but I do know what you mean. It's like, this wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. But that being said, clearly, F Carol. Sucks for her. Yeah, and talk about greed. Carol is all about the money. She's a she bitch. doesn't even... She's I don't a know. bitch. She's never satisfied with what she has, ever. No. Wait, what's going on with Cece? She's sick. Yeah, she's sick. What's, what's going on? Something serious. Yeah, they didn't, like, hold on that pill bottle too long. Too long. To, like, let Set us... A... To key us in, clue us into what it is that she's taking. We can or... go back and pause it. 
Mm. We tried to rewind it, but I don't know. Just I just saw like two taps. Yeah, taps take a two day. Yeah. Cecilia Rhodes or something. It, I'm it sure it kind of serious out. though. It did. Uh, and could that be something Charlie ever uses as? Well, I think she's going to use that thing. to get closer to Cece since she's the only one that knows. So that if anything does happen, she can always fall back on Cece. You right. know, she'll become was, the favorite granddaughter. You know what I was thinking, though? And I guess this is long-term predictions, but I'm just talking about things that I'm thinking. Are we saving it for predictions? No. Then? Okay. We're not. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Because it's, it's too long-term. I was thinking maybe what's going to happen is Cece's going to have some sort of I need a transplant, I need a blood transplant, some sort of thing, and they're going to find out that they're not genetically the same. Oh, so you're thinking, I'm thinking it's not that far off. But we'll get to that in predictions. That's true. But mm. you know, uh, okay, then I, maybe we have to move on topics, because everything else I have is a prediction on that. Uh, can we Can we get to my favorite chair? Of course. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> so this is what made the episode for me, again, like always, stop laughing at me. <laughs> so from the top of the episode, Blair comes to Chuck and is like, how did you do it? And Chuck's like, do what? She's like, get over me, become a good person. Meanwhile, Chuck's like sitting there in his yoga. With his, with his, his mug. His mug. I loved the mug. <laughs> it was amazing. Um And she's like, how did you do it? She even goes as far to go to his therapy session to talk to his therapist with Chuck, see what's going on, saying she wants the prince, whatever. The best line, I got to say it verbatim, and I know I wrote it down. Um, Maybe I didn't. Is when the therapist turns to her and was like, it seems like, oh, are you saying you want your fiancé to be more like Chuck? Point blank. And that's literally what she was saying. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm saying I want... Louis to be more like this new Chuck. Um, well, which uh, isn't like the old Chuck, which is the new Chuck. And she like whatever, makes just kind of giant. Basically, what she's saying is she's in love with Chuck. Is yes. anybody getting anything else? Oh, completely. and you know, it must be true love that Chuck has for Blair as well, because I've got to say Blair is becoming obnoxious. Like her persistence, like she's just popping up out of nowhere as Chuck is trying to move on, which is what she asked him to do. Which yeah. she keeps making clear he's doing what she asked. But how many times have you said that to somebody? But it, but she's like annoying <laughs> about it. Like, oh, are you here to open your yoga instructor's legs? <laughs> and like, because she's just, sad because you know, she loves him. It's clearly a defense mechanism. And she wants how many to times, not love him, so she's trying to make him bad. How many times have I, exactly? How many times have I told? My parents, don't come into my room, uh, like, uh, don't come talk to me, and, like, what I want them to do is come talk to me. Or tell a friend, like, I'm pissed at you, don't call me, you well, better I not get call. That. I totally like, get of that, course I but it's just over and over and over and over again. I'm yeah, like, oh, Blair, come You on. are right, it is freaking annoying, like, yeah. I totally agree on that. <laughs> but I, I do understand, it sucks when you sit back and you realize, and you start to realize, I made the wrong choice. Yeah. I've put myself in a situation now that's almost impossible to turn around from. And I made the wrong choice. And, and but I like how they're both coming to this like conclusion together because you see Chuck say he says at one point like that he realizes he's like I'm now the man that she wanted, but I might be too late. Yeah, like he's saying it, and at the same time she's like moping in bed. They're like, both taking blame. They're both yes. taking blame. She's she was taking blame, saying that she was the darkness, and he was taking blame, saying he might be too late. And that's the first time we've seen that throughout Gossip. And Girl. that's great because if they're both like. 
You know, if they're both thinking like that and thinking about themselves, it means they're thinking more about the other person, and I just really like it. 100%. Uh, I know we haven't gotten there yet, but I just have to say, my all-time favorite line of this episode, number one, and I know you guys agree, is when Nate at the end says, still love her, and Chuck says, can't imagine the day I won't. That was so cute. Can't imagine the day I won't. (laughs) I was just like, To be, it, it shows how much Chuck has grown to be at the point where he knows he loves her. He isn't being an asshole fighting for her. And he's still stepping back. And he's still stepping back, and he can admit that he loves her. Instead of saying, no, I don't. No. Or instead of saying, yes, I do, and I'm going to go get her and tear her away from this happy life. He, But now honestly, I want him to fight. He honestly wants her to be happy. Like, truly do And if he felt like she... Part. I really believe that if he felt like she was being happy with Louis right now, he wouldn't fight. But I know he knows that she's not. And so he can. Like, I'm freaking, I'm freaking out. Like, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Like, when we get to predictions, I'm going to start crying. (laughs) No, but honestly, what what do we think? And we didn't get to meet last week, so I really just wanted to talk about for a second. We see this whole realization with Chuck and Dan. Um, They're sitting on the steps, and Chuck turns to Dan and was like, I finally figured it out. And Dan's like, what? And Chuck's like, Dan, you're in love with Blair. It's not Serena. And Dan's like, yeah, I am. What do we think about that? It's like, why why is Gossip Girl doing that to us? Where it's like, no matter what, I don't want Dan to get completely crushed. Why are they throwing a third person into the mix? I don't know. I know we have a little bit about that news and gossip, too. I don't know. That I'm not okay with. Because... It's enough. It's really, it's enough drama for Chuck to be the one that Blair wants when she's engaged or someone else. This is a big enough problem that you don't need, like, the friend who used to be in love with the best friend who's step... You don't need that. I feel so bad for him, though. I do. And And still, a lot of people don't know that they hooked up, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So that Although it's be, in the yeah. book, so maybe more people than we know know. But in the book, didn't they have, like, sex or something? I guess. Well, I think the book was exaggerated or something. Yeah, but. or something weird. Oh, oh, my God. It's like the scenes between Ed Westwick and Leighton Meester. I'm not talking about Blair and Chuck, but Ed Westwick and, and Leighton Meester. The, like, Is she admitting that he exists? Yeah, I am, for the first time. <laughs> but just to compliment their acting ability is no joke it's their chemistry their chemi- it's uncanny the space between the lines the tension in the air it's like i don't like do they i think they should just get married in real life <laughs> like why haven't they thought about that should i email them should, and tell yeah, them maybe you should, should let suggest them should i call them up <laughs> hey. are you guys listening because like i think you should get married <laughs> suggestion um but like honestly any time that I, they're both in a room together, I'm like, now talking about Chuck and Blair, I'm like, <gasps> I hold my breath. And I'm like, shut up. But that's based on your own obsession with them. <laughs> you don't feel that way? I, <laughs> not I not quite help. to that extent. <laughs> help me. Why don't you? No, um, I feel a lot that way, but not as intensely as you feel. Every time they walk in a room, it's like, <gasps> Oh, my God. What's going to happen? Are they going to kiss? Are they going to fight? Is, oh, one of them going to hit each other? Are they going to play a game? Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And we never Keeps know. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it really does. Uh, okay, so I feel like 
that was pretty much the episode. I mean, we've got some stuff to talk about, news and gossip, and definitely a lot of predictions to make. But let's cut to commercial, and then we can come back for some nifty news and gossip. There we go. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you, what do you buzz about? It's just so weird, Jess. The commercial. You guys love it. It so, makes me so it's like uncomfortable. I like wasn't. I don't know. It kind of scared me. <laughs> um, I, 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 I felt like I like. I don't know. The end is so sexy. I just though. felt like the lights were gonna sexy. dim and like some disco ball like, come out. Come I feel like every time we listen to it, it brings Chuck and Blair closer. <laughs> then I'm okay with it. Then I'm in. All right, let's get I to some news and gossip. Oh, well, before we do, we actually have a uh, caller on the line. Oh, great. great. Caller on the line, what's your name? Where are you from? This is Frank, and I just love this show. Like, I don't even watch Gossip Girl, and I just tune in. And I'm like, you guys explain it so great. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. That is very sweet of you. You should really watch the show, though, Frank. I think you would You're even enjoy it more. Frank, you should just walk in into the studio right now. <laughs> and come in. I wish, talk. but I mean, I'm in. I'm not there. Oh. Where are Where you, you calling from, Frank? Um, from very far I'm away. In, I'm in Norway. Oh. <laughs> hence, your, hence your accent. It's very Norway-esque. What time is it over there? I've been around the block, <laughs> let's just say. Oh, and oh, then the Britishness the comes Well, thank you, Frank. Thank you so much for calling in and the compliment. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we got to get to some news and gossip. All right, so Ed Westwick says the makeup used to transform Leonardo DiCaprio and, Ed, and J. Edgar Hoover in the new biopic J. Edgar freaked him out. It freaked me out absolutely. I remember when I met Leo on the set, he came over as the old J. Edgar, and it was daunting. Very difficult to tell it was him except for his eyes. He has very strong eyes. It was a remarkable job. I mean, there's got to be an Oscar in there for the people who did the makeup, for sure. I mean, I, I was about to go see J. Edgar, and I got about 15 phone calls saying, do not waste your money. It's the worst show. Looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. It is the worst rated movie of the year. Really? Really? Wow. That is really unexpected. I thought it was going to be amazing. I thought it was going to be amazing. It was like I, literally, I thought it was getting I Oscar buzz. I literally turned around in the car and went home. Wow. I don't know. That's so sad. That's definitely a wait until DVD movie for me. I, it's really sad. 
And I, I, I don't know. Maybe I need to see it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You probably. I mean, if it was something that you wanted to see initially, you should go. Yeah, only because I heard it was going to be amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it had so much hype, and every it, was, it just looked like it was going to be like one of those really. How could it films. be that bad? What I could just, be so? I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm interested. Well, how were your sources? Good. Good. And Rotten Tomatoes, I think it got literally like a 12%. Mm. No joke. Everybody was like... And I normally agree a lot with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Except for on their cheesy action flicks, which they always say they hate, and I always say I love. (laughs) So... Well, thank you for that, Sarah. (laughs) Well, uh, over the course of 100 episodes of Gossip Girl, Penn Badgley has had his share of encounters with fans, but none were quite as intense as his first. The cast was shooting a few days after the show's premiere, and Badgley wasn't shooting, but his co-stars were texting him to come down. As the set was being besieged by fans, I tried to come down and wasn't able to get to the Met because probably like 40 or 50 Catholic schoolgirls all (laughs) swarmed me and pinned me up against a chain-link fence. At first, it was entertaining, and then they started pulling out my clothes. It became a little aggressive. Then I realized I couldn't get out, even though they're all smaller. But luckily, he was saved at the last moment, and this bodyguard came out of nowhere, reached out like I was holding onto a rock in raging rapids, and pulled me through it. Uh, Can you just picture that scene? Just like all these little girls, like like, Penn Badley, aka Dan, and and all these little like (laughs) that's ridiculous looking. Yeah, I wish I had been there. I love Penn Badgley. Uh, really? He's so low-key. I don't know much about him. Oh, I love he him. He stays out of the light for sure. Yeah. That's a good thing, though. Shows a bit Lonely boy. Oh, lonely boy. And I know that he followed to talk about um, whether he liked this kind of fame. And he was like, and I, my least favorite thing in the world is actors and actresses are like, who say they? I hate being famous. It's like, shut up. <laughs> I hate Shut that. up. And he's like. I definitely would recommend it. My life's awesome. Kristen Stewart drops that line all the time. It's so annoying. Seriously. Like, what are you, you doing? You knew what you were signing up for. You come Not on. only did you know what you signed you signed up for exactly. it. Exactly. Like, come on. You go, Penn Badgley. <laughs> <laughs> so, Penn Badgley weighs in on Blair's love life, saying, I think they will have... I think they will always have feelings for each other in a certain capacity. Uh, talking about Dan and Blair... I can't really say where it is going to go, nor do I know. They have had plans for them since the beginning, only in the sense that they are a certain intellectual match for one another. I think Dan is unfortunate in that he loves Blair, and I think Blair is his soulmate. But he is not Blair's soulmate, because Blair and Chuck belong with each other, obviously. I think that the fans all love Chuck and Blair together, but you know, maybe you're wrong. Here's what I have to say about that. I think the definition of somebody's soulmate means that they are each other's. (laughs) I don't think you can have a soulmate that isn't your soulmate. I think you can be in love with somebody who isn't in love with you, but that's what a soulmate is. Yes, I would agree with you. Um, So what are you talking about, Pam Badgley? At the same time, also, I I think it's sad because probably Pam Badgley really likes shooting the scenes with Blair and, and having this whole having chemistry. some kind of but love scene He's doomed once. to start. <laughs> Anybody who is cast on to Gossip Girl to get in a relationship with Blair, which she was not cast for that reason, but anybody else who has been on has been, it's like, sucks to suck. You're not going to end up with her, and nobody wants you to. 
Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Is a, like, you tell him, Roxy. And that's what Roxy says. <laughs> yes. That's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, so a few weeks ago, ex-Australian cricketer Shane Warne and model actor Elizabeth Hurley created ripples by getting engaged. And even as the world looks forward to the high-profile wedding, actor and close friend Shilpa Shetty informs the date hasn't been set. I wish Shane and Liz... When, I wish Shane and Liz when I heard the news of their engagement, and I'm really happy for them. I guess the announcement of the date will come from their side, but honestly, I don't think they're going to get married very soon. They did an interview a couple, a little while after the engagement. She did one and was just like, we're not in a rush. Like, What do you guys think about, get? what is the point of getting engaged if not to get married? Well, I, I kind of feel like, I actually like it, because... It just shows another level of commitment. It shows another level. You've been together with somebody for a while, and it's like, okay, we've been boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend. We know we want to make that next step, but even though you think that, like, you've been lived with this person for how long, you know, when you really put that ring on and it really settles like, in, settles mm-hmm. in. Yeah, like I we recently we just had an after buzzer uh, get married, and you know, she said. Even though it's you, it's not it really isn't anything different. It feels different. It's weird though because like my mom's best friend has been engaged to her boyfriend for ten years. They've been engaged for ten years, and I feel like why? See, I'm well, weddings are expensive too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna so, say. So I mean, it, it, I don't know. And to be no, honest, with if with it's Elizabeth, about that, if it's about the expenses, it's to go to city hall. Well, if oh. with Elizabeth Hurley too, you never know like that. Even if they did have a date, they probably wouldn't be revealing it. A lot of celebrities these days are doing the whole secret wedding thing, like Daniel Craig and Rachel Weisz and Sugarland's front singer just got married last weekend, and like they're kind of trying to keep it on the yeah. under wraps and whatnot. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I do know of a lot of engaged couples that continue to put their wedding on hold or whatnot for whatever reason. But I do feel like. As, like, a recently engaged person, it definitely kind of, like, seals the deal. And it's, like, a whole new level of dating. As she flashes her yeah. ring. Um, also, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've never been in a position where I'm about to get engaged or anything. But I'm, like, my engagement is my planning of my wedding yeah, period. That's what I it's think. It's me yeah. telling everyone that it's happening. It's me planning it out. It's me, like... Getting the whole it's thing. It's you announcing this is the person ready. you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Yes, and getting everything ready. That's what. So, I think that you get engaged to get married, but I think that's like the we're telling everyone, we're getting everyone ready, we're doing right. all of this. But no. that's also us as girls who kind of like dream of that kind of thing, mm-hmm, you know? Like, true. I couldn't wait to get engaged. And the day I got engaged, I went and bought like 10 books at Barnes and Nobles and like I took the day off work because all I wanted to do was wedding stuff but you know there's also girls out there that you know that's not important to them I have a friend that's been dating her boyfriend for like 10 years and they're like very much in love and they want to have a family but they have no desire to yeah. get married yeah. and then also I feel like they as engaged? no they, they right, wear like the rings but they're not engaged they have no like plan to get engaged or to get married but they have every intention of starting a family together they just bought a house together like gotcha. they you know and I, I feel like also as you get older and sometimes if it's like if you've been married before and been divorced before or whatever it's just not as I, I just think I see it more like Blair does probably where she's like okay Louis proposed and now we're gonna have a wedding so let's plan it 
Yeah, I think the two and two kind of go hand in hand, yeah. in my opinion. But I get like, both sides. If you're not going to get married, why ever get engaged? But Liz but, Hurley's I mean, been just... married before. Mm-hmm. So it's probably, it's not that kind of thing where it's like, I can't wait to get engaged. Like, you know, it's like she's done That's that, true. been there, done that, you know. And now maybe she's just in She it seems for, very level-headed yeah. about it. So good. Good for her. Jess? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> Freaks me out. Oh, my God. Okay. Because the way we see scenes from next week, Blair saying, I have to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Two. Despite that, Blair and Chuck making out in the car. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whoa. And Chuck fighting for her, saying, I, I'm going to fight for you. Chuck saying, choose me. Yeah. Because Chuck, the reason he finally says it, it's, it's different than any other time he's ever said it. He's saying, choose me. Because I will make you happy. Choose me because I'm the right choice. Not choose me because I love you. Not choose me because I want to be happy. Choose me because I am who's best for you. Okay. <laughs> and there's an accident. Which they did seem like it was going to be their, that either Chuck or Blair was going to get hurt or something. But I think that's completely wrong. And I think it's Cece that's getting hurt. Yeah, because and then we see Charlie like well, hugging Lily Nate or something. in the car. I don't think it's me. I don't think it's them. I definitely think yeah, it's Yeah, it's probably, yeah. I don't know, but remember we talked about a few weeks ago, spoiler alert, um, we saw Blair what looked like running out at her wedding. Remember? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So maybe she, that oh, has nothing and to do with the car. Was it Dorota that said, Dorota said, do you want to push back the date or change the date or something like that? Right. So. Oh, my God. So what do we think is going to happen? I think Cece's going to the hospital. I think Chuck's going to fight for Blair. I think Blair's still not going to know what to do, and I don't think she's going to choose Chuck yet. But she'll leave Louie. Possibly. Uh, okay, what do we think about um, Max? I don't think I Max think he's is not, going anywhere. I don't think he's going to be there next week, though. Yeah, there's too much other sh- stuff going on. Yeah, I think he'll take but a he'll week be off. back for sure. Yes, definitely. I kind of feel like Ominous he'll be alley back. Scene. I feel like we're going to take a hiatus. Obviously, for mid-season in the holidays, and I think stop that. They'll make you us stop that right now. Don't tell me I think they'll that. make us forget about him, and kind of just pop up. I think they'll kind of. I think they're gonna make us forget about him, make us like Charlie more, and then all of a sudden, bam, pop up, and we're like, oh shoot, we oh forgot shit about again. This dude. <laughs> he's gonna like they pop do up with like the real Charlie. They yeah. do do that yes. a lot. Yeah, he's gonna go back to Florida and find her. I like, want to know Charlie. what's wrong with the real Charlie. Yeah, what? Like, why was Charlie like, like if they found out yeah. what the real who the real Charlie was, they'd never forgive me. <gasps> That's gotta come and, out soon. And why hasn't she come around? Why is she living? And how in does Florida? she not realize that all this is going on? I wonder yeah. if the real Charlie's dead. No. No, they said that she's living in Florida. Oh, right. Carol oh yeah, she does live in Florida. Well, Carol lives in Florida still. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I want to see her. I'm interested. Maybe we will eventually. That's got to be a part of the storyline. I'm sure everyone's wondering. Um, any Anybody, any predictions about Rufus? <laughs> Dan? <laughs> um, I of the think track. that Dan and that his publicist Publicists. have a lot of yeah, like, yeah, that's true. little chemistry going on. They do. And I think, okay. that, I I think that um, something is going to happen with his book again or something. Okay. Or he's going to start writing It's going to get back one. on the radar. Something. For sure. Okay. I mean, I, I think we're going to have to wait until next week where we see the kiss and everything. But that's about all I can predict. Um, 
<laughs> other than knowing that Chuck and Blair are going to fall in love and eventually get married and have kids. What's going on with the baby if they if the wedding's off? Why doesn't Blair have a baby bump yet? <laughs> Why does Dorota have a She's baby like bump? She's like huge. And they- <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But... Yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that question. I know. Yeah. We, I always try to defend it, and I'm like, She was going to justice? Sure. Okay. That's fine. Good enough. Well, thank you guys for listening in, and thank you to our caller, Frank. Thank Thanks, you, Frank. Thanks, Frank, from Norway. I'm so glad we have listeners in Norway. That's amazing. I know. With interesting accents. With interesting accents. Well, okay, so we'll see you guys next week, um, and I bet I'll be a very happy girl. Because of From producers Blair. Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.